0: Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place, a space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Donika and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. All right, so we are back with another episode of black women healing podcast and today is a great episode because my sister is a guest i'm so happy um and so basically we're going to start off with a little discussion question so me and myra will talk and we'll kind of invite you in um so myra do you think that we are supposed to be in a romantic relationship with more than
1: one partner at the same time? When you say we, who are you talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> if we say me, uh no. Um okay, so this is interesting because you know who Shan Booty is? I told you about her. She talks about like sex and relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about how, I don't know what the word is. I would have to look on her Instagram and tell you, but there's a word for people who only really feel connected to people when they like actually know them and they've like taken the time to grow a relationship but with them. So for me, no, but for some people, yes. Like I have close friends who they identify as polyamorous and it works for them. And I'm like, great. But when they tell me their stories, I'm like, I could not see that being me. So I don't think it would work for me. What about you? Um, For me... I think I mean
0: I guess you can say I've been conditioned to to want to to want to have this monogamous one person relationship. Um, I think that it just just thinking about that many people romantically just makes me tired just thinking about it. I can't even think about my own little feelings and better yet, get into one person romantic relationship. You want me to have more than one? like, yo, it just seems like way too much, but I also do, it's been, like, a lot of, um, like, research and just following, like, different pages of, like, uh, polyamory, uh, polygamy relationships in um, how, you know, it goes, you know, they go back to show, like, you know, technically we were meant to be, you know, like, with more than one person, like, uh, like this innate type of feeling and all these little things, but I, don't, I guess you can say I've been conditioned and I'm fine with it. It's certain things that we, you know, that we're conditioned and you either accept it or you don't. And I accept the monogamous. I'd rather be with one person at one time. Um, what about you, Nisha?
2: Uh, I most definitely would rather be with one person at one time if that's what I'm doing at the time. I don't know. I have moments where I can have a few friends, but I'm not able to gain feelings for anybody more than the next or, or anything like that. But as far as like really dating somebody and we're doing everything, uh, yeah, I I can only balance one. That's more than enough. It's It's a job. I think
1: if we were more conditioned to be used to this balance of more than one person, that your thoughts will be different. What is it If you were like, let's say, because I feel like we're all conditioned to like this monogamous relationship, like that's what you're supposed to do. Do you mm-hmm. feel like if from the start you were introduced to polyamory versus this, what do you think like you would lean toward or do you think your thoughts would be different?
2: Uh, I think my thoughts would be way, way different. I I couldn't even, I don't know, I can't even say what I would even think like because I couldn't even imagine. I don't know, (laughs)
0: yeah, I think so. I think so. I would be polyamorous out here. Um, I think so. I do because I, especially when we're taught about like romantic relationships, I think those are the things that we most definitely like uh, you know center in and learn even closer to us and it becomes a, a, it becomes more tied into us yeah so you know from you know when you're first born and you see you know the parentals is usually two people just imagine being born and it was three or four people there and those were you consider your parents. Yeah. it would become more normal to you and just growing up knowing that like all your relationships mainly like your romantic relationships are more than one person I think that I think it would be more accepted and I think it would be more accepted for myself too, because I would be so used to dealing with more than one person at a time. Yeah. I ain't used yeah. to that. I'm not used to that. I can't.
1: Yeah. So what you think, Myra? I just think I would have the fear of jealousy. Cause when I'm in a relationship with somebody, I want you all to myself. I don't want to think that anything else is going on. So I think in that situation, they're probably be like, Oh, she's just dominating everything because I feel like I would <laughs> take over everything and everybody would be praising me. <laughs> so now I couldn't I still think I don't be able to do it just because of that part because I feel like innate you would
0: learn you would learn how to deal with the jealousy like jealousy even with the thought of jealousy for us when it comes to romantic relationship is taught as well like you <laughs> would be taught differently of how to deal with it and I think you know it you it would become more you affect. it I don't know I don't know you probably- you might some of them, i mean some people do have like those more like more innate like jealous traits, mm-hmm. so maybe you'll be the jealous like girlfriend of mm-hmm. uh, of the part of the of the <laughs> of the polyamorous relationship, yeah, but I don't know, so you think you still would be like nope, I'd rather have one,
1: yeah, I just don't think I could do it, but you know what you never know
0: until what happens to you, so <laughs> let me find out Myra. <laughs> But all right, so that was just a little discussion question. So now I get to officially introduce my sister. Um, danisha Brown is a patient care coordinator for Amerisource Virgin. Is that how you pronounce it? Virgin. Okay. She is 30 years old with three amazing children, my nieces and nephews. She is also a dental assistant as her associates in healthcare management. She is currently trying to pursue her modeling career. She is currently pursuing her modeling career. My bad, not trying. We ain't doing that. She is currently pursuing her modeling career, a dream she has had since she was a young child. She's smart, outgoing, very sweet, family-oriented, and loves just to love. So, Danisha, tell us a little bit about yourself and your favorite things to do during quarantine.
2: Okay. um, Let's see. About myself, I feel like... Um, <clears throat> I'm a little of a perfectionist at heart, but I'm never afraid to learn and improve in anything. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much just who I am really in any area. Far as the quarantine has went, it's funny because I'm the type of person that already quarantines before the quarantine so <laughs> um I, it's really hasn't changed it's nothing different for me besides the fact that now they're making you stay in the house and I was doing that at first but the fact that I have to or something mentally it was just mentally um but me and my kids we quarantine every year so all year it's bad i mean we we go places but we prefer home. We do a lot together at home. We just, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay.
1: I have to ask, what is your sign? Because you're like, I like to be like a perfectionist low key, but at the same time I have room for growth. What is your sign? I am a Virgo. I know nothing about signs. Why did I even ask that? Okay. So I think I learned <laughs> that Virgos are <laughs> perfectionists for work hard. <laughs> I thought you were saying like, a sign that I was familiar with. What twist. <laughs> capricorn. really what sign are you a capricorn so i thought you were gonna say a capricorn because they're generally like hard working so she the same way
2: <laughs> well i'm very compatible with the capricorn capricorns is very compatible with virgos like nice. we're really good together
1: right nice. okay so as y'all um uh, have probably grasped today we're going to be talking about black women and gaining support as a single parent so I kind of wanted to kick off the conversation and ask you um, about your definition of a single parent because people have different views on
2: what a single parent is. So how would you define it? Um, I feel like a single parent, a lot of people, when they think of that, they always think of just women. Uh, And there's a lot of men that are single parents, just like we are. And actually, I feel like they may struggle a lot more because they are men, even though they're, you know, taking up the responsibility. They're still, especially our Black men, you know, they're Mm -hmm. not, they don't, they don't, they're not educated. They don't even know the resources. And a lot of women, even as single parents, we don't, you know, either. But to me, it's an individual that is taking care of children, like, alone or maybe someone's there and they're, they're part-time or they only support financially or maybe it's the other way around it's it's a lot of different ways to be considered a single parent to me
1: okay mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think um one of the things that kind of came up because even like in studies and in like research when they say study a uh, single parent it means anybody who's not like li- living in the same household. Like, even if some, like, they would, like, that's why some of the statistics be off. Even if the person is, like, say, um, people, somebody was married and they divorced. If y'all live in two different households, technically, y'all both considered a single parent. Even if one is helping take care of the other more than just part-time, it's still technically, like, a single parent. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, like, interesting, like, the research that's out there. Uh, and But my immediate thought process, when I hear a single parent, I think of somebody who's not getting a lot of support from the other from the other like parent Mm -hmm. that's for sure what I think about um but it's just interesting so yeah
1: oh yeah I just had a little comment that makes (laughs) me about like all the different views on single parents because when I think of single parent I think as one single person that has no help and so Mm -hmm. we talked about like the research portion me and my mom used to butt heads because she always say she was a single mom and I'd be like how are you a single mom when my dad has me like half of the week and he gives like three times the money that you actually spend on me and then he buys me things. Like I don't understand how that's a single <laughs> thing. So I think she was going based off of the research, but we were always but heads about that because I was like, I'm not understanding. Like, and you got my grandma helping you? Like what? So okay. <laughs> Y'all laughing at me, but I'm serious. <laughs> so our next question we wanted to ask, do you think there's an increase in black women's single parents over the last 20 years?
2: Absolutely. Um, even before, like, I'll be 31 Friday, by the way, but even before, like, I'm, I'm, well, I'm the second oldest, but my parents have always been together, but in the community that I lived in, I was an eyeball, even though that's normal. It's supposed to be, you know, normal, but no, it it hasn't been normal in a long time. So it's like, usually when you think about it, like the logical way you'll think, okay, the people that don't have both parents, you know, in a household, uh, that's not, you know, right. You're, you're not getting both. What everything that you need, it's not built for that. It's built for two people. Mm -hmm. So they looked at us like we were crazy but we were looking at them like no this is you know right but I get it it's because we've all became used to that like even mothers like we've learned to be so strong that we won't just deal with anything just because I have a child with someone or or something like that like we'll just do it on our own and walk away but I would say like the older ones they literally like are married for their whole life and got married when they were 15 Mm -hmm. and got 15 kids and they're still together you know what i mean like and that's because i mean in a marriage you go through things and you have to be able to i guess they believe sticking it in you know because we have kids and that's just what we have to do but over the 20 years yeah it's over
0: (laughs) well basically like the younger generation of parents are more prone to be like i'm not gonna stay in something if it's not happy and fulfilling and satisfying for me because uh they recognize i think because they recognize that it's not good for the children actually
1: yeah. uh,
0: versus 20 years ago like you just said they stayed married no matter through thick and thin it could be absolutely horrible. it could be miserable but for the kids for the kids we gotta stay together for the kids and then um You know, a lot of times those kids who were brought up in two-parent households, they be, you know, going through issues, like, you know, not understanding affection because they didn't see their their parents having it, not understanding relationships in general because they seen this unhappy, like, union, supposedly, right? Um, Yeah. So it's like women nowadays will, are more prone to walk away, uh, but also I heard you talk about this like independent thing of I'll just take care of my kid myself all right what do you think that's about
2: I'm one of those okay so I, yeah. I am I'm 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 her um what got me like that though is even though my parents are together my mom is a strong woman by herself And it's no doubt, like, you know, she's a strong woman. So one, I had that role model, like even how her head, she's so headstrong in a relationship, but I can see her, you know, not in a relationship. And I don't think it would have been any different uh, other than having to go over there, or you know, that part, but um I don't know why I'm like that. I think it takes less time for me to figure it out on my own real fast than to go asking all these people.
1: I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I don't know why when, um, when thinking about that question, my mind didn't even go to like families and households and marriages. My mind went to the killings of black men and the black woman not even able to make it through their pregnancies because they're not being treated fairly in the hospital. And that's been heavy on my mind lately because I'm looking at like a lot of these dads that have been taken away and then I see their kids and granted no father should be taken away, but the kids we're seeing are really kids. Like I haven't seen no kids as a teenager. They've been kids that have been taken away. Yes. Babies. And that's even making me think about like, wow, like you didn't even choose to leave a marriage. You were killed. And that's why this mother is now a single mother. And then with the single fathers, these black women are not being treated fairly in these hospitals. So they're left with no choice to not have a life. They're leaving the hospital where it's just the child and now the father. So mm-hmm. that's where my mind went on that question. I do not even think about the marriage part.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's most definitely both of them. I think to be honest, my viewpoint is more of like an old school viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is it's always been there, but it's just coming to the light more. Like there's always yeah. been black men dying. There's always been black women you know, dying in childbirth, but it's just, we're talking about it more. So I'm really glad you brought that up. That's so true. For sure. Okay. So Danisha, what do you think are the top struggles for single parents? And you can speak for your, about yourself in general, if you don't want to speak in general about everybody.
2: Sure. Um, once again, me and my kids, we are usually, you know, together, um, I would say for me, it's just really time management, Uh, trying to do what needs to be done and for yourself and for everything to kind of keep running. But you also still have to tend to the needs of your children as well. So like right now, and I would say for me, is being able to find the time to juggle everything. Like I work from home, I work like weird, odd hours. Now my children are in school, I have two. I have a one in seventh grade and one that's in pre-K. And I work until 7 p.m., you know, so, and I'm working on the phone. And it's it's very difficult. Because how can I be a teacher to two children in totally different brackets in the on the school district? or uh, level of like even teaching or work that they're doing, and then uh, I still I have another child. Like it's just a lot. I would just say for me, if I had like another me and me, I would be all right. Like just another me. three three or two no just one more just me and one more me I would be like we would be doing oh man like my kids probably be the smartest kids in the world if I could have two oh man (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay uh so time management seems to be like the the main struggle as a single parent for you that you would say
2: yeah, I mean, I had other struggles, but right now, that's where I am. I've learned a lot of stuff on the way to get to her. Well, I'm just worrying about time but prior to it was a lot more than just, you know, time. I just learned to adapt. And now here, I don't complain about a lot, as you see. I'm complaining about time, not other people helping. I've came to self, like, my kids, they need me. And yeah. That's the only thing I'm worried about is time for them. Like, everything else is just, I you know, don't worry about that kind of stuff anymore.
0: Yeah, anymore. Um, So you feel like over the years as a single parent, you kind of get used to being a single parent.
2: Yeah, you adapt. Well, I know it sounds really bad, but you do, you adapt to it. I mean, I know a lot of women that has adapted to it, like, I got three, but I know women that got more than three, and I see them with five kids, and I'm like, how do you do that? Like, everybody's dressed all nice, and me, everyone's hair's cut, and you look nice, and your car's clean. Like, my car is dirty. <laughs> like, I don't have the... <laughs> but, you know, like, it's okay. I got three children. But I see some that they carry it so well they do so you adapt one day I'll be where they are so
1: for sure (laughs) I had a question so in doing my little research because I like to do research um I've come across a lot of like when it comes to like mental health in single moms a lot of the research talks about anxiety and I didn't go into depth about what the anxiety is around um and then they talk a little bit about depression too like feeling like you're alone um Mm -hmm. I was wondering on your behalf, like, have you ever felt anything where you're just like, you know what, I'm just not feeling this, like mental health needs to get in check. Like, have you ever had any of those moments and how did you push yourself through those moments?
2: Yeah, it started for me when I was pregnant with my first child in 2008. Um, I started having really, really, really bad, like, anxiety attacks in like weird places, and like it was, it was really bad. Where I would have to like lay down in the middle of the mall, because you know, yeah, I would. Or I've passed out before where I didn't get down fast enough. Because you have to like lay down really fast, or something, or you'll pass out. Uh It was really, really bad. After I had my son, I remember actually I had one one day while I was driving, but my sister happened to be with me. Thank God. Uh, I, don't, I never really have been able to put my finger on what is causing it. I always, like, well, now that I'm older and I know how to, like, to control it a lot better, I try to think, like, what happened? Why am I here? Like, how did I get here? What's going on? it's very hard to identify. I promise, like, I'm still struggling with that. Like, I still don't know what brings it on, what triggers, I still cannot. I've been talking, you know, I've talked to people, everything, and I still, I don't know. But you, it's a lot, cause I got my, I got children. So it's a lot, (laughs) it's a lot on one person. So you will find yourself stressed out. A lot of women go through depression. I'm one of them. I've been on medicine and all type of stuff, but I still never been able to identify what was going on. Like everything could be okay. Like my bills are paid, my kids eat, you know, everything's taken care of, but maybe what I was, I'm doing too much, Mm. you know, like. You know, maybe it's just a lie on one person. It's supposed to be on more than one person. It's supposed to take a village anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're playing a village by yourself. That's a lie for mm-hmm. any individual. And I think a lot of women deal with it secretly. Because mine's it secretly. I, I Like, a lot of people don't know that I have panic attacks mm-hmm. or anything like that. And there may be a reason why I stay in the house so much. Because it's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. So I just rather do it at home and I don't have company really. It's, yeah. Thank you for
1: sharing that. Cause I feel like these are not conversations that are being had. Like people talk about like, yeah, time management. I know you talked about time management. I'm not sure. But <laughs> no, well, no, 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 no. It's a nice. lot of podcasts. I hear and a lot of things I read are like time management. And I'm that person where I'm just like, yeah, y'all say this time management stuff. But what happens when you can't manage your time? And what happens in these other times where we're not talking about schedules and agendas and things that we have to do because life is happening outside of these things that we need to be talking about? Because, like you said, you're basically doing it in the dark. Imagine how many other women are doing in the dark. And then now they hear this and they're just like, oh, wow, somebody actually can relate to me. This is what I have no, to no. hear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it's most definitely
0: when I think about anxiety in general and I'm not even thinking about all the components just of like yourself so before you even have any children anxiety is there it could be there for anybody you know well technically we all go through anxious moments you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. um and so then I think about having children and just being anxious all the time about your children like worried just about scared. The for yeah. them you know you just yeah because that's what anxiety anxiety is like this this fear right mm-hmm. of the unknown pretty much and you know, when you're pregnant, you know I think I think about this. I ain't even been pregnant. I feel like I wonder, you know, is my baby gonna come out okay? What if I fall down a steps type of thing? Yeah. And that's the thing that creates anxiety, stuff like that too. You just think of the worst. Yeah. And so then having anxiety for yourself, but now having it for three whole another like humans, um, that is a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my stomach dropped. I know. See, I'm sorry. <laughs> See. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Um, but um yeah no thank you thank you so much Nisha for being vulnerable and talking about this. Um can you give a few examples of how you have gained support
2: as a single parent? Especially quarantine. Uh, I I got my two people that I I call when I feel like I'm having, you know, a breaking point which would be, of course, you, my sister and my, my mom. I really don't talk to that many people. Uh I'm a writer. I'm not gonna lie. I write my thoughts. I write my stuff. Um another reason why I do that is because a a lot of stuff that I be going through and I be worried about too, it's not just even with, with just myself. Uh, I'm a very loving, caring, nurturing type of person, like, and sometimes it's a downfall for me, because I find myself stressed out about other people's problems are, because these are people that I love, so it made me be the type of person to not really try to tell others so, so much about me hurting in whatever way, you know, unless I'm to that point, I know when I need to, like, crack, but... Uh, Cause it can be stressful on the next person, like you know what I mean. It can it can really be stressful mm-hmm. for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But those are really the only two people I really talk to. Uh, like I said, I write. I'm I listen to music, and I just kind of just like talk myself through stuff. I read. I'm a very big reader. Like she said, I'm always googling everything if I don't if I want to <laughs> know something. All right see something and want to know more so I don't know and my my kids my kids they remind me every day that it's gonna be all right we got this one day at a time I'm learning and they learning with me so and they understand that it's one thing like it don't matter how many mistakes I make like my kids they understand it's okay it's all right Mm
1: -hmm. so do you have a go-to like song where you're like, yes, this song, like it just helps me make it through my day, or it uplifts your spirits?
2: Um. Mm. Uh right now, I know y'all gonna laugh, but I like that Chris Brown song. Was it Go Crazy? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I like will listen to that on repeat, on repeat. But I y'all gonna laugh, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm more of a like, uh, y'all. I like Mary, Mary. Uh, I'm not laughing. Y'all yeah, not laughing either. I'm like, what's the joke? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Y'all like that too? Yeah. Y'all hey. like Mary, Mary, the the sisters? Yeah.
1: So hey, my hey. mom, my mom, um, just a little background around her. She really struggled with her health, and she had a brain tumor. Well, she still has a brain tumor, and she would always like she'd be having rough days, and I'm like. What is going on? So she would start playing, you know, shackles off my feet. Yes, they trying to be, and they be like, Show us hot out here. And I always be like, What's about to happen? And then here she goes singing every single word. So, like, from my childhood up until being an adult, my mom will always sing like Mary Mary songs, but that was her favorite. Yes,
2: yes, low key. My friends, some of them know, and I'll just start, you know, bopping and they like girl <laughs> why are you playing this right now <laughs> but oh well
1: i like that okay. you write too. that's dope do you, you like those? what i like that you write too like that's dope because oh, yeah. like when you pass away you'll have all these writings for your kids to read about you and like i've been hearing like a lot of different stories about people being like yeah such and such like my parent they passed away but they left like all these writings to me and even thinking about like my aunt she recently passed away and I had her diary and at first I was like this is weird but now like I've been reading like it's a novel it's juicy it's good and I just love being able to read her thoughts so that's dope that you write I love that
2: I never even thought about it uh about you know in that type of way that my kids one day will be able to read how crazy I really am yeah,
1: <laughs> so, like adults, you could give it to them. Like that's something like my mom did. Like she gave me some of her So when uh I became an adult, and I was oh, okay, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Because you can probably learn from it. Like watching them go through the mistakes or whatever they're going through. Like, okay, I know I don't want to have five boyfriends because <laughs> <laughs> my mom couldn't handle it. I know I can't. <laughs>
1: right? Like, done. That is hilarious. So. We're gonna close off with any takeaways. Do you have any takeaways for our people?
2: Um, sure. If you are a single parent, and that means man or or, or woman, um, don't give up. Just don't give up. Uh, once again, if I don't know something, I will Google it. it if you Google, you will find different resources. You'll find. Like any answer that you need, uh, there's groups. There's all type of resources. There's people that get together that just help each other with this type of stuff. I mean, there's babysitting clubs. I don't group Google it. We got you. That's what we are. That's what we're here for. We're supposed to be a village, and it's okay to allow people to help. Like I said, I'm a perfectionist, but I'm not afraid to improve, and just. Kind of remember that sometimes it's not criticism, it's love. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Now
1: I understand where Donika gets her personality from. (laughs) 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 All right, well, thank you so much for joining our episode this week, and we look forward to having you again.
2: Sure. Well, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: So um yeah this episode was really great I'm really it's always dope to like have family members and people who are like in close circles come on uh because they they have so many uh prominent um is that the word I'm looking for they just have a lot of good information so um but so Myra I stood up and Myra seen my little waist beads y'all and she was like oh talk about your little waist beads so (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i'm not like super into it i literally got these to monitor weight loss literally that's it i'm not i don't know exactly everything and but my friend one of my friends she sells them and so her instagram is at underscore e-c-i-n-a-h-h-s underscore e-c-i-n-a-h-s and um the waist beads um she shows the different meanings of them like before you buy them and you know all that she does it for you but I literally got them to just monitor my weight loss and monitor my weight gain too because it been real um so that's pretty much it you got any reflections or anything else you want to talk
2: about
1: um I actually think your sister because I feel like oftentimes like And I, this is just a thing I point out to people and I got to work on doing this. I'll notice people will paint beautiful pictures and that's great. I love hearing that, but I want to hear about like the raw pieces, the pieces that you don't really want to share, but you know, you should share. And I'm happy that she took it there because I always try to push people to do that in like my own little way, but she caught up to it and she went there and I'm super thankful for that because I feel like the conversation that we had is one that was needed um, and I liked the way that we flowed, um, in the conversation. I liked her vulnerability and her honesty and her really telling us like some raw, vulnerable moments. That I don't know that I'd be comfortable sharing. So I'm just thankful for that. It's just a reminder of vulnerability and where it can get you, where it can take you and what it could do for others. So I'm feeling thankful and grateful for that conversation. It made me feel a little light for some reason. I don't know why, but I liked it.
0: Yeah. It's the real and raw truth. Mm-hmm well thanks everybody for listening to another episode of black on the hill and podcast whatever platform you're listening on please like review rate subscribe all that good stuff and you know continue connecting with us on all of our social media platforms
1: all right y'all that's it for this week's episode and stay tuned for new episodes